Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you. Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient, the book is out in the world and it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com. Search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live, and we are recording live and broadcasting live on Facebook. Take a deep breath, because Mary Fran will be censored, not censored. (laughs) We are live. (laughs) We are so excited. Here's the thing. You know, we were just talking with our guests before we um, clicked record, and our Facebook community got to hear a little bit about this. We haven't gone live since the 100 days in a row, 100 days plus in a row when COVID-19 hit and we launched this whole thing because then we got a little more organized and we wanted to do stuff in advance and, and do all kinds of stuff. And then I thought, you know what? I am in a mode right now where, and I think everybody could use this kick off to this week, a breath of fresh air and who better to bring us that to go live and chit chat than Vincent and Joanne. These guys, here's the thing. If you all have been following this show, you know that we are a little obsessed here with music. Mary Fran with her show tunes, okay, and me with a little rock and roll, and my whole house is like the rock house, right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need right now, is you guys coming in talking about how we can use music to reset, rise, and do all kinds of brilliant things. Vincent and Joanne, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. And uh, we were saying earlier, it's been so long since we've seen each other in person. Yeah, yeah. And and of course, you know, as it always lands, our my, you know, we say that we don't know how the universe brought me and Mary Fran together. It is just ordained by a God with a sick sense of humor. (laughs) That's all that we can say, because it just doesn't match anywhere else. Uh, well you're absolutely soulmates in the sense of 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 a work life together that's very true there's different types of soulmates right there's the one that you have with your significant other there's ones that you have with your children your parents your co-workers so absolutely you guys um absolutely i believe uh were in each other's lives in the past as well, because I believe in past lives. And so I think the two of you were oh, significant to each other. Are you kidding me? You mean to tell me I've had to deal with her in past lives too? Way oh to God. the future, way to the future. Okay. Yeah, this is not the end, ladies. <laughs> There's not tea in here. It's not tea. <laughs> you the vodka delivery right now to Mary friends. There you go. <laughs> We're just so excited to meet you guys and well, not meet you guys, but have you here on the show because as we figured out when we were chatting, oh, Kristen's got to turn her sign around. Changing my set. Depending on, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> as we figured out when um, when we when we first started talking about having you guys on, Kristen started telling me about these great people and they do so much with music and and we're talking and talking and I'm like this this kind of thing in the back of my adult brain is going. I feel like I know these people, and sure <laughs> enough, I did. Blast from the past. <laughs> yes, because Joanne, you and I sat on a panel together. Vincent, you were there too lovely entertaining us with your beautiful music and it was an author's panel um with uh, my other good buddy Teresa Hummel Kralinger yes and that was down at the Pyramid Club in Philly and um you know I met you guys there and quite frankly never forgot you because you made that impression same oh, same she was going to bring you. you on and we do want to talk to you today about the influence of music on both brilliance and resilience. Mm -hmm. So music, you know, affects us in so many ways, you know, whether you're playing music or listening to music, you know, I'll start with, you know, playing music, you know, as children, children, when they're introduced to music and arts growing up uh, as part of their education and their formative years, uh, you know, they're connecting when you play music, you're connecting the left logical side with the right creative side of your brains. And when they're getting that input into their activity in their brains as they're growing up, you're actually building a bigger pipe between the left side and right side. It's something called the corpus callosum. And don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> I don't even know a spell checker gets that one. Uh, but that bigger pipe is allowing more activity going back and forth between the creative and logical sides. And this is why you have brilliant engineers, inventors, doctors, entrepreneurs, and so on that many times you talk to them and they had music and arts education in their schools when they were growing up. And I'm telling you, that is a big reason why, because that pipe got bigger and they, they they're able to think more outside the box. Yep, it expanded. So that's why like, it's so important to have music education for children. Now, even as adults, you know, as we get older, you know, it's so important to keep our minds active uh, and, and also the therapeutic benefits of playing music, you know, whether you had a bad day at work, guy cut you off on the highway, the kids are screaming, the cats are going on the floor, whatever's <laughs> going on, sit yourself down in front of the piano, the keyboard, the guitar. ukulele, guitar, whatever it is you like to play. The bells. When you play music, you are in the moment. You are in the moment. When you're in the moment, living in the moment, everything else, the past, the future, is blocked out and that brings you inner peace and brings you more balance in your life. So we, you know, as far as playing music, there's so many ways that music can benefit you by playing, you know, and as you get older, the memory, it helps with memory. My one guitar student didn't start playing any instrument until he was 80 years young. Eight, zero, 80. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Wow. Yes. So he actually has a story in the first book along with you, Kristen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, David yeah. Charles. David Charles has a story, uh, which is not about his experience of playing guitar. Incidentally, it's a <laughs> it's a flashback memory for him. Yeah. But but so even as we get older, you know, play, if you've never played an instrument, if you've always thought you wanted to play something, or maybe you played as a child, you know, and and you want to get back to it, you know, there's so many benefits because it, you know, again, it's working the sides of your brain. It's keeping your fingers active. It's connecting your brains, you know, to the to the movement, and it's going to help you, you know. I think there may even be studies of saying that it can, you know, potentially ward off things like dementia and Alzheimer's mm -hmm. a little bit because of the wow. extra activity, you know, just like if you're doing puzzles or whatever, you got to keep our brains active. Yep. It's never too late to start or restart. And wow, that's amazing. Let, let's unpack this for a second. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Joanne, you mentioned the book, um, the original book that we, that's how I met you guys and, and um, through 
believe it was Alan Foster. There it is. My house, I'm moving. So my house is packed. I didn't have it. 88 plus ways that music can change your life. Right. And how many stories were actually in that one? Wasn't it like, it was well over 88, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about, oh, yeah. it was about 120 stories. I mean, we reached out to over, you know, 6,000 6, musicians and non-musicians asking for story contributions. And, you know, talking about being resilient, you know, at one point, you know, we had this idea, we're going to do this book and we set a deadline. I don't know. When I set a deadline, I kind of try to meet it. Yeah. And, and like, it's a it's a pretty hard deadline when we come up with one. For four or five yeah. months prior to the deadline, like we 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 don't have a lot of stories here. We're we're in trouble. Here. <laughs> we're a little nervous because so, we told everyone we were publishing on June first. <laughs> so we went out. So we went in overdrive. You know, reaching out and reaching out and reaching out. And and your story, you know, about your son Michael and playing and you know his you know difficulties he went through and how he's overcome them and how music played a part you know, touched our hearts. And that's how that ended up in the book. Yeah. And, you know, so about 120 stories in the original and 88, obviously from, well, if, if you're a piano player, it's obvious. There's 80 right. people from piano. I told Kristen that the other day, I said to her, cause I was trying to be a smarty pants. I said, do you know why it's 88? Do you know why? Do you know? Why don't you tell me? <laughs> I mean, we could have called it six, six ways and, you know, for guitar strings, but Oh, there you go. Yeah, but then it's only six stories. 88's got a little more impact. That could be the PDF download to 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 get you into the email list. There you go. But when at that point in time, when I was introduced to you guys for that project, like you said, it was you didn't have as many stories, and then you kept going with it, gathering more. And then I was able to share about um, how my Michael, who's uh, for those of you that haven't followed the show yet, he's uh, my two boys are blind, and Michael's my oldest, and he had to walk away from sports. Little by little, I had to start hanging up cleats because it wasn't working out. And thank, I, I thank God every day for that because as we were, he was trying to thrive in a sighted world, all those doors were closing and the doors kept opening for him to find his true love, which is his music. And to this day, I mean, he's going into a career in the music industry using his, his talents of, of that brain of his that is sometimes a little too unbelievable for me, but he's doing all different things with music. I mean, he's going into the copyright law industry. He's cut an album. He's done so much in this world because of the piano. Yes. It's just so exciting. So exciting to, you know, to see, you know, young people today with so much perseverance. Um, and as yeah. a matter of fact, in the second book here, 88, more ways music can change your life. Um, there's a story in there from a fellow who um, probably really shouldn't have survived life, but he ended up being blind um, and had some handicaps. But I mean, he's, he's a recorder, a producer, like he does it all, sings, plays and everything. And if it wasn't for music, he can't imagine where his life would be because it was music that made him happy. It was music that helped him to move forward. When he wakes up in the morning, there's music. When he goes to bed at night, there's music. It gave him hope. Absolutely and, and that, gave him and hope. That's what allowed him to persevere mm -hmm. and to struggle through, you know, into a successful adult life. Yep. Wow. And he's, he couldn't be happier. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think the thing that, that I want people to get out of this is that we all consciously or unconsciously. And a lot of times for many people who don't think of themselves as musicians or anything, you know, talented in that world, 
we all have this unconscious tie to music. I mean, think mm -hmm. about the time you get that, you know, that song in your head that goes yep. over and over and over again, or, you mm -hmm. know, like we'll be on the out walking, whatever you hear a certain rhythm and it just, it, it picks up. It stays with you. Yeah. But I feel like one of the things that you point out to people is if we make that more of a conscious awareness. Intentional. Yes. Who's listening and, and, to music intentionally. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and just noticing the way it makes you feel when you are listening to a song that you love or something like that, and maybe putting those pieces, those connections together, like make this, if, if you, if you don't consider yourself a musician, at least recognize how music affects you and maybe like plug into that a little bit more for, as you said, all of the benefits that you can get in terms of being present and calming and all of that. So like, how can people do that? I mean, people who just, we hear music all the time. How can somebody who doesn't consider themselves to be a musician, how can they plug into that a little more? So they should appreciate themselves for appreciating music. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. That's a biggie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to uh, listen to music intentionally. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all have songs that get us jazzed, get us pumped up, and we all have songs that help us relax and feel more chilled out. Well, put together separate play playlists, you know, for a pump, to, I call it pump it up playlist. You know, mm -hmm. these are my top 20 songs that get me going, excited, I'm getting ready to go into an interview, a radio show, job interview, tough task at work, whatever, you know, what do I need to get my endorphins and dopamine going? And that's what I'm gonna listen to instead of just listening to whatever's on. Right. And these are these are specific songs that get to me because what gets to me might not get to you or you or, or her. Uh, and then I have another playlist where it's like chill, you know, chill out songs that, you know, enable me to relax, you know, let my mind just go. You know, sometimes it's good for meditation, especially instrumental oh, yeah. music can sometimes be very beneficial because you don't have the words like, you know, coming into your head. <laughs> so, by you know, creating playlists that cater to your personalized choices of what move you, what motivate you, what relaxes you is one way that we can, you know, intentionally use music, uh, you know, as just one way of, you know, some, you know, our minds, you know, we can only do so many things, control so many things, you know, our thoughts, our words, our actions, our actions, you know, we have no control over what other people do. So no matter what's happening to us in the world, it's, you know, we don't want to react, we want to respond. And one way we can respond if something's getting to us is, you know, use music as a way of relaxing us or, getting us, us or getting us, you know, psyched up for something. You know, for some people it's exercise, you know, walking. Uh, walking with music. Walking with, yeah, double yeah, up. Right? That's what music I and movement, you know, when yes. you combine music and dance or music and movement of any kind, you're kind of doubling up on that energy. Because mm -hmm. music really all it is, is audio energy. You know, we're all energy. Hmm. And, Audio uh, energy. I'm gonna, I like that. We're going to create a little hashtag and credit. I'm making my, I'm Audio making my notes. That's going right here in the audio energy, energy. And, and I also want to say um, story for your, your playlist that you're talking about, Vincent. I had uh, my daughter, Krista is now 16. If you can believe that wow. um, she was Perfect. at Michael's gigs that you guys did with him promoting the book so long ago, but her girlfriend, she's got this one core group of girlfriends and they're from all different, you know, Chris is in sports, but none of the girls that are in this one core group that have been together for a while are on her team. So they don't see each other that often. However, 
I guess it was about two summers ago. My kids, we share the iTunes account, right? So they have to see all of my playlists too. And God help me, I see their playlist with some of those songs <laughs> with the lyrics and all, right? And I have this, what I call my Jesus jams. It's my K-Love music, you know, when I just need to go into that realm <laughs> instead of screaming at God. I sing loudly until he gives me what I want. And then I stop. <laughs> so anyway, at least you're communicating. If it's not working, <laughs> sing louder. I had on there... Um, once a couple of summers, I ran the, uh, vacation Bible school at our church. I had my kids all volunteer. So there was these songs from that on my Jesus jams list. And one time the girls were all in my car when I had the big suburban and they were just, you know, they're like probably 14 and everybody was stressed or mad. And it was just this whole big session of toxic, right? Mm. So I, I put on one of the songs and I'm like, we need some Jesus jams. And Carissa was like, I can't even believe that you're putting this on right now. Do you know on the rare occasion that we're all together again, they'll say, oh my gosh, Ms. Smedley, can you put on my lighthouse from Jesus Jams? And they all sing. And I'm telling you, I watched it. It takes them out of, to, to your point, Vincent, it takes them out of that headspace of everything that's negative in their lives or all this other stuff they have to deal with. And they are just silly and singing about God being their lighthouse. And it just, it transforms them every single time. Yep. It's funny. Inspirational you, music. You mentioned that I went through a period and I'm not overly religious, but yeah, there was one point, you know, I was driving to work and I discovered K-Love on the morning, whatever, sta channel. whatever station mm -hmm. it's on, on car radio. And for, I don't know, a number of weeks, I would just listen and listen and just the music, the inspiration, the positivity that comes out from the music, from the messages they put out. I mean, whether or not you're, you know, overly religious or whatever you believe, you know, the positivity is there in the messages of the music. Yeah. And I can absolutely understand why the girls, you know, were drawn, yes. drawn to that. It's, it's yeah. so powerful. I and mean, when you mix a message with powerful, uplifting music, mm -hmm. you know, there's no better. It's a win-win. There's no better way to deliver something like that. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to jump hence back the jingle. Oh, go ahead. I know I said, hence the jingles. Hence the jingles, right. Little, you know. yeah. yeah, the little earworms we can't get out of our head. <laughs> so let's talk about this for a second. I want to I want to go back uh, with, with intention to the point of that you guys were struggling to get the stories and meet the deadline and having to... Talk about resilience and, and pressing forward. So, so you painted that picture, but I also want to tell the audience, our listeners and viewers, that you also, this morning, your posts on Facebook said that you were coming on the show and you were just coming off a weekend with the Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul, which, okay, me and Mary Fran always joke that there's Chicken Soup for the Soul by Jack Canfield and Brilliantly Resilient is Chicken Soup for the s-h-i-t show of your life <laughs> we're a little bit different <laughs> i love it i love it That's well it's, funny. it's funny that the whole for the last several years we've been going down the avenue of music education advocacy and honestly here's the short story of how that all started uh i was drawn to a teleseminar in 2015 i'm sorry 14. 2014 14. about how everyone has a book inside them they need to write and honestly, you know, I'm an engineer by day, not necessarily a very good one, musician by night, passion. But, but Boy, talk I, about two sides of the brain there, yeah, Vincent. Well, yes, because I do both, though, I never really focused on one strong enough to become what I would consider an expert and write a book that anybody would really care to read. But I was drawn to listen to this. You know, sometimes you're drawn by another force you know, to listen to something, to pay attention. So while I'm on that call, 
like a ball of lightning in the middle, I got this idea. Well, what about a book of inspirational stories of how music changed people's lives? I don't have to write anything. <laughs> Just a lot of editing. <laughs> Gather the stories, put them together, edit, and put that out there as a way of inspiring more people to play music. And that's where the whole, you know, 88 plus ways music can change your life started in 2014. And we set a deadline wow. a year later. All right, we're going to publish this book. And along the way, through our mentors that we joined the coaching program, uh, we got to meet Jack Canfield because he spoke at one of the events and we later ended up being able to do a mastermind actually at his house with, twice with a, with a dozen wow. other folks, you know, that were trying to move their message and mission forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we were able actually to have Jack contribute, you know, he gladly contributed the forward to the, the first book, 80 he, plus ways. Jack music. is a musician. Which He's we, a musician we, and all his kids which, are too. Which we didn't know. All four of them. We had no idea. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, we didn't know that he, he plays guitar, you know, he and he really enjoys that. I wow. think that speaks to your point about people having those, you know, cross connections in their brain. Because I, I think, you know, I've seen so many artists and, and not even artists, but talented people in the business world who have this other side of them. And and I think the thing again, and I, I maybe I'm, I'm hammering this point home, but there's something very instinctive about our connection with music. Mm -hmm. And if we recognize that, and as you said earlier, Vincent, listen to it intentionally and just, you know, maybe, maybe open the pathways a little bit and, and recognize what those connections have the potential to be or just are. And, and the fact that music makes you feel certain things and can act. I mean, there are certain songs that I hear and I, I just have to dance to them. Like, God, there's no choice. I, you just have to dance to it. Get out, the, know, st get out the stoplight and start moving. There you go, baby. So there I is that, that connection that, that if we paid a little more attention to it, it is leading us in certain directions. Yes. And, and it can really be a path to, to, uh, to help you on your path towards whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when we when we're, we feel ourselves drawn to things, you know, we need to honor that. And, you know, and as you mentioned earlier, we're all drawn, you know, I never met a single person that said, you know, I don't like music. No, I mean, maybe there is someone out there, but I, I just haven't met them yet. So we all like certain kinds of music, certain songs and whatever it is that draws you in, honor that, listen to that, figure out what really moves you, what relaxes you and uses that, use that intentionally to help create a happier and more successful life. Yeah. So, so let's, let's go into the next chapter, if you will, no pun intended, of the journey with this book, because it, then it, it sparked an ambassador program, right? You have music ambassadors for your um, keeping music. It's keep music alive. Keep music alive. Yeah. So, you know, we had this idea for the book. Uh, originally, it was just one book and one idea. And then one, sometimes one creative idea begets another creative idea. Uh, somewhere in 20, early 2015, we hadn't even published the first book yet. I'm like, you know, there should be a week every year where musicians everywhere offer a free lesson to and somebody new, you know, family member or friend, you know, whatever, just to kind of like pay it forward, like get them started on, you know, the gift of playing music. Because again, the purpose that I was starting to develop and understand was we're trying to get more people to reap the educational therapeutic mm -hmm. social benefits of playing music whether you're a kid or adult mm -hmm. so in t march of 2015 i'm like you know this is teach music week third week i made it <laughs> third up. week in march so i just started putting out you know little facebook 
things about media. it. You know, nothing official. You know, I just made this just say, up. Hey, friends, why don't uh, you give a lesson to some of your friends <laughs> and neighbors? And-, and then the next year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this again. This is going to be the second annual, you know, Teach Music Week. Uh, and I started reaching out to like some uh, press people, media people. And they're like, oh, well, you know, can we talk to someone who's doing this? You know, I'm like, oh, wow, I should probably like, <laughs> I should probably go. <laughs> I love this. I need to get my button gear. So we started contacting music schools. I think that first year, uh, so the second annual, we had, I think, 23 locations, music schools in eight states that participated by saying how we'll offer a free lesson to new students this week to participate. Uh, And this past year, last month, we partnered with over a thousand locations, music schools and music stores in like 16 different countries to offer a free lesson or class, you know, like music, music and movement groups for the little ones. Uh, to new students and new families as a way of getting them started. And then you mentioned the ambassadors. I think after we did the first Kids to Teach Music Week, we met a gal who was doing something called Kids Yoga Day. Oh, yes. We met her at Jack's house. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, we were there for a mastermind group she was with, one of the with people, Jack. She was one of the people that was there. Wow. Her, name, her name is Teresa Power, an incredible lady. And she was talking about how she had um, written these books and wanted to launch kids yoga day and of course i hear kids yoga day i'm like wow that's really cool that is really cool what about kids music day <laughs> there surely has to be I'm like one. i'm just wondering you know so you know go to our friend dr google i'm like i can't find anything about well there is now we, we just, were shocked we just made it up and then we jumped on our phones and we're looking for the urls and we're like buying it up <laughs> right there <laughs> this is why i love you guys so much Let's just start it. Let's just do it. It's perfect. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So then the idea for Kids Music Day is we partner with those same music schools, music stores, and other music nonprofits, other music organizations, and they offer special events or promotions that either benefit or celebrate kids playing music. Mm-hmm. Everything from uh, instrument... Uh, Donation drives. Instrument petting, petting zoos. Kids open uh-huh. mics, kids uh, student performances, either in-house at their location or somewhere out in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, just anything that gets ki- the kids that are already playing or new kids that are coming in and being exposed to it, excited about playing music. Yeah. And again, we partner with the same 1,000 locations and growing every year to do that. And a few years ago, uh, we started reaching out to celebrities. 17, I think it was. Uh, to different celebrities, to their people, you know, their managers, their agents, because rarely can you, you know, get to the person themselves. So we, mm-hmm. we, we go through their people. People and said, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, would you be interested in in having so-and-so being a Kids Music Day ambassador? Uh, you know, lend, just lend your name, their name and their image that we can use, their likeness that we can use to help promote the value of music for Kids Music Day. And we got a lot of no's and we got a lot of silence. But let me tell you, talking about being resilient. Yes. I looked at those no's as not right now. And I looked at the silence as silence doesn't necessarily mean no. Which I have a different take on it. He does. Silence never means no. <laughs> That's his take. You didn't hear I it. have my own. As, as they said in Madagascar, was it Madagascar? Uh, you didn't see or hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You know, maybe it went in their spam folder. Maybe they deleted mm-hmm. it by accident. Maybe it got bounced back and they never actually saw it. Maybe they saw or it. Or they're just not interested maybe, at that time. Maybe they saw it. They had some interest, but then they got distracted. Maybe they were on vacation. Who knows? You know, the, the, the managers and agents for these celebrities are obviously getting bombarded with all sorts of requests and you just can't know. But 
the whole thing about the nose. Also, the, the same people that I was reaching out to for ambassadors, I was also reaching out to for stories for the first book, 88 right. Plus Ways Music Can Change Your Life. And a lot of times there was complete silence, never heard back from them, didn't even know if those emails were going through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other times there were no's. One day I got up, I was just, I just had to look at my phone. I had to look at my email. Well, I don't know why, because I don't usually do that. Well, before you get there, uh, for a while, one of the celebrities, without mentioning their name, is we were trying to reach out to their people, you know, to, for a story in the book. And we had written to their people a number of times. This over, is where I was going. Yeah, over a few years. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm starting at the beginning now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just jumping right in. <laughs> It's like, where did all that? Sentence the setup guy, Joanne brings it home. There you right. go. Got Laurel and Hardy here. <laughs> and and we had heard nothing from their people. I, I think Joanne had multiple emails. I mean, she's really the one, you know, I'm at work doing the day job. And she's the one being persistent, consistent, reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And from this particular celebrity, their people never heard anything back. We had no idea if any of them are even paying attention, you know. And then this is for stories for the book. And then we start reaching out for celebrity ambassadors for kids music day and then so then one morning i got up and i I don't usually look at my phone right away when i get up not not work email Mm -hmm. but i felt compelled to look at it and so i'm looking at it and of course you know i'm just waking up and my eyes are just you know okay okay and i'm trying to adjust to the screen because it's really bright Mm -hmm. and i see an email from a representative of somebody and i'm like Double take, triple take. Am I am I reading this correctly? And I, you know, I look up at Vincent. I'm like, she Julie looks- Andrews just said oh. yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like <laughs> He's my idol. I always said when I was singing a lot, she, I had the Julie Andrews kind of voice. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, and she's that. so amazing. She's so oh amazing. My she said yes. And she has that interest in in children with all the books that she's yes. written. Yes, yes. and well, music. I was so finding connections. Yes, yes. I was so shocked, and please don't be shocked by this. I literally (laughs) almost fell off the toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading my email on my phone, and I look up at him, and I'm like, (gasps) "That's hilarious." (laughs) Things happen at the strangest times. Yep. I'm hearing so true true story. So many things in this story that obviously apply to your particulars in in your story but transcend all of that for Mm -hmm. anybody who's looking to do something and be brilliantly resilient i mean you know the first thing is if something doesn't exist make it up that's right (laughs) make it up done that a few times right (laughs) hasn't everything everything starts at somewhere grant Grant baldwin said to us one time everybody starts from zero there's nothing, yeah. you know, so you create whatever that thing is, and then you figure out how to adjust. We always say, don't be married to an outcome. Yes. You figure out yeah. how you adjust along the way yes. and, and you tweak these things and you move forward and you don't stop. Kristen and I were just having this discussion last week. You don't stop three feet from gold, right? No. You just keep, keep digging. persevering. Yep. You keep going after these things, you know, until somebody says no to you seven times, says no, not just ignores it, says no. That's right. Seven times, or at least two or three, you just keep at it. 
So I don't, I don't even go with that. You know, the, the no is perfectly fine because me. I look at it as not right now. And that seems to have been with even some of the other kids music day ambassadors, people that had told me no previously for other things, like for the stories of the book, turn around and say, yes. And no just means like she says, not yet. You know, we use uh, something called polite persistence. Mm -hmm. We just keep coming back to the well, back to the well, unless unless they tell you, you know, what's that line from the Grinch? You know, if you ever call here again, you know, I'll hunt you down and <laughs> cut you up, whatever. Unless you know. I got any of those, unless they threaten the restraining response. Back. Unless you get that kind of response, it doesn't mean don't ever contact me again. It just right. means you know what you're offering me right now. I'm not really interested in, but if you come back to me in a six months or a year. I just might be interested because my situation might have changed. Yep. Uh, my mind frame might have changed. You may have grown since then. I mean, in our case, you know. And once, the artist might say yes. I mean, you know, as we continue growing what we're doing, and obviously once Julie Andrews said yes, you know, we keep going back to other people. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess yeah. what? So more of them said yes, just simply because we had her name, you know, as a marquee on there saying if she's willing to do it and put her name on the line, then maybe the celebrity I represent, you know, I don't need to be so hesitant about joining in for this important cause. Right, and there are so many wonderful artists out there that see the value of Kids Music Day. Um, just so excited that, you know, we have Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi. We have Vanessa Williams. We have Jack Black. Oh my um, gosh. You know, wow. we, we just have some incredible people. Kenny Loggins, you know, it's just, these are all people that, that see the value in what we're doing and they want to help in that way and when you keep building something I mean, when you're persistent and keep building you start attracting other things that you don't mm -hmm. even realize are going to happen i mean we got an email one day from a representative of an artist said that you know he would like to be actually a spokesperson for you this year and we had reached out never reached out about that particular artist this particular artist celebrity mm -hmm. at all but i think we had reached out to his people who represented other people mm -hmm. and so we got on their this was a radar. Public, publicist we got on their radar mm -hmm. And they saw an opportunity for their artists because they thought it would be helpful for them and helpful for us. So we, you know, it was uh, Matthew Morrison who was on Glee. Oh my gosh! Wow. On Broadway, you know, said he would like to be a you know, kids' music day spokesperson, the which, official, which which means that not just lending their name and image, but he'll actively he'll do interviews and actively help mm -hmm. to promote it, which is huge. You know, we had been praying for you know someone to be able to do that for us. You know, and so last year was the first time. And he was incredible. I yeah, mean, he, he wow. did a whole show just for Kids Music Day. And they did it premiered on the Grammy Museum YouTube channel. channel. Oh, uh, yeah. Because of that, we were able to entice Jack Black and Vanessa Williams to do a testimony, a video testimonial for Kids Music Day that was part of that. It was amazing. Wow. It, awesome. You have to see the, the Jack Black one is so funny. It's, he's hilarious. <laughs> it so have you have to share it with us and we'll put a link uh, in, in all of our show notes to that episode that you're talking about, the the uh, yep. that you're talking about that would be fantastic you know, i'm hearing i'm hearing another key element in in living brilliantly resilient that you guys have lived and that's uh, i think it's Brene brown that talks about the story you tell yourself mm -hmm. and the fact that you guys have told yourself a story that it is not no and it's not the end of the road it's just not yet and you kept being consistent and persist persistent that you said and then eventually it starts to come to fruition but that whole story that you tell yourself makes all the difference into whether you're going to rise or stay stuck and you all could have very easily 
stayed stuck with the nose. I, I, I mean, I love everything about your journey. And that is one of my most favorite parts, because I think that's where 99% of us get stuck in the unable to reset and move forward. It's we've told ourselves a story that isn't true. Yes. You know, I want to mention that it wasn't always this easy for me to accept a no. Because years and years and years ago, um, when Vincent was putting out his own albums, I was his promoter. And let me tell you, I the con some of the kind of no's that I got were so mean. If you, if you want to get negative no's with really like you know really some not some nice things, put out a record and talk to music <laughs> music directors at radio stations across the country to get their feedback on it. Yeah, yes. let me tell you, some of them were brutal, and it, it just <laughs> tore me down because I was personally invested in the project and um I, I told him you know when we were finished promoting this one particular album I said I'm done I said because I'm too closely attached personally attached to the project they're telling me no they're being mean they're being cruel they're being brutal and I can't take it anymore and so for years I didn't do anything that had to do with promotion and then when we were at an event it was a you know a marketing and promotional event they uh, talked about this book called Go for No. Hmm. Uh, you have to get through the no's to get to the yeses. And by reading oh. that book, it actually inspired me to put aside my feelings because it's not about me. Kids Music Day, Teach Music Week, um, the musical instrument petting zoos, the book series, it's not about me. It's about putting funds and making music available to children and adults. And so when I learned to separate myself, that it's not about me, I don't have to be hurt by it, mm -hmm. that it's okay. You know, I gave myself permission to be upset with it at first, but then I forgave myself for allowing what other people said and did to affect me, to hurt me. Mm -hmm. I moved beyond it. We have, the we have the choice to decide how we respond, yes. how we react to anything that happens in our life. One of our favorite things is R plus, no, E plus R equals O. It's a Jack Canfield. You know, some people actually tattoo it on themselves. Yeah, so crazy. The, the event that happens in your life plus how you respond to it equals, equals the outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. We control the outcome and to everything that happens in our life, literally everything, you know, and it's how we respond to something that happens to us, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a failed test, whether it's, you know, a mean boss, a mean boss, uh, issues you're having with, you know, your, your family your, your, member, your kids, whatever it is, you know, you have to first look at yourself and how are you responding? How have you been responding up to this point that has mm -hmm. helped to create the situation that you're experiencing right now? Wow. I love that. I love that. You know, it's reminding me of this, the, when the pandemic was in all the lockdowns were in full boat across the world. And, um, it was musicians that were hit the hardest, but they were the first ones, I believe, to come online and do all those free concerts. And, and you got to see where they live and they were doing acoustic stuff and see their families. And I thought, and I think that's where all the rest of the folks started really doing that kind of thing, but it was the musicians. And I thought, and, and I, I think it's to your point, Joanne, that they really, they're so successful because they really serve the audiences that they're there to serve. That's why I love a live concert and to watch somebody perform because they're just in that moment of giving you all they got. 
right? And then they continued doing that through the pandemic when they were hit, their industry was hit so hard. And actually I had told Michael was hit very hard by not being able to go back to Penn State's campus. Right. Yeah. right. He was really struggling, like so many of our kids were. And and um <laughs> eventually I finally gave a nice motivational speech, like figure something out. But I was trying to walk him <laughs> through it, you know. <laughs> he always says to me, Wow, I've got the motivational speaker mom that gives me like a, a three-sentence get your act together, right? That's my motivation. But he started doing a live concerts from our, our little studio in the basement and it changed him. It yes. changed him because it brought him back to what his purpose and his gifts were. And then he, from there, figured other stuff out. Like he figured out to launch a podcast. But he, when he came back to that center of serving and using his gifts to do that is when everything he was able to reset and, yeah. and rise from there. Of course, I will say that then, you know, Michael always outdoes me. He decided to start a podcast and two months later gets invited to host a radio show at Penn State because of that. I'm like, maybe I should do it. Awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> but to that point of, yeah, that, that getting back to, to serving and taking yourself out of it. And um, that is, is really a, a game changer. Yes. Yes. And it's our mindset. You know, when we can control our mindset, we can control our outcomes and, you know, increase our happiness and success in life. You know, we encourage people to read inspirational books, inspirational, you know, self-development authors, whether it's, you know, Brene Brown, Jack Canfield, and there's a whole list of others. Just look up, see who you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. I mean, the messages are all, I don't want to say they're all the same, but you know, they're, they're hitting mostly all the same points. They just have different they're ways. They're coming from different angles. Different ways yes. of expressing it. And when you read and listen to audio and radio shows that, that, you know, express the positivity and teach you lessons and tell you stories of how other people overcome different situations and how you can apply it to your life. I mean, this is, this is what we've been doing for the last several years. It's just been helping us just continue to stay focused because we're all human, right? You know, it's easy to fall down and like, you know, it's easy to complain. This, this isn't working out. This particular aspect of what we're doing just isn't working. It's not working. It's not working. But, you know, you, you get back up on the horse, you get inspired by other people, by other inspirations, and you just, you just keep going. And it's the why, you know, why are we, and I get up in the morning, why mm -hmm. am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing right. this? And that's what keeps me going no matter what. And I want to mention that I think part of our success is because we attribute, attribute it to um, appreciation and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Every day we appreciate and, you know, we, we might do it through meditation, you know, being thankful for all that ha we've been able to accomplish because of the different people in our lives. Um, just having that appreciation that we've come this far when we came from almost nothing, you know, um, all the people and including the naysayers, mm -hmm. okay? including the naysayers, Everybody there helped. will always be people out there that are like, mm -mm, she ain't going to do that. Everybody, She's not going to be able to do it. Everybody helps us grow. Everybody exactly. Us grow. And everyone is in our life for a reason, for a purpose, however short period of time, because we, they are in our life to help us learn lessons and we're in their life to help them learn lessons. Whether or not they stay a part of our life, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. All that matters is that we are growing. I love it. And I can attest to the fact that you guys do work from an appreciation and gratitude because in the emails and messages I've gotten through your journey of how we can help and spread the word, there are times when I'm inundated in camp and there are times when I'm freed up and I'm able to do it. And every single time, no matter what I'm able to contribute or not, you have the exact same tone 
in your responses. And it is always gratitude and appreciation. Always, even, and I encourage everybody to follow you guys on social media too, because you're one of the few platforms that is built in gratitude and appreciation. You can feel it in your posts. And I appreciate that because so much of the world is not in that realm. Um, and it is nice to have a, a nice gratitude base in your newsfeed. <laughs> we could talk to you guys literally all day about so many, many things because so much of your message uh, resonates with living brilliantly resilient. You guys embody that the whole, um, the, the, your brilliance being music and taking it to children. You've hit on so many things with the service, with the gratitude, with, you know, not being married to outcomes. We need people to get more of you. So where can they find you? Uh, lead us that way. We'll put all the links in and, and let us know where people can catch up with you. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the lucky charm rainbow. <laughs> with the ukulele version. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So for for the for the book series, 88 plus ways music can change your life and 88 more ways music can change your life. By the way, we donate 80% of the proceeds That's to right. music education and other service nonprofits. Incredible. So to reach us there. Um, and also if anyone is interested in submitting a story for possible inclusion in the next book, you can visit 88waysmusic.com. And then for those who would like to learn more about our nonprofit, our music nonprofit, Keep Music Alive, you can visit keepmusicalive.org. There's information about Teach Music Week and Kids Music Day in our instrument petting zoo programs. Yep. Musical instrument petting zoos. Wow. Wow. Good can't stuff. thank you guys enough for joining us today. This has been wonderful. Well, thank you so oh, much for you. inviting us and having us be a part of it. We've had such a great time with you girls. Maybe <laughs> we can copy later. Yes. Yeah, when we can do it in person. Oh my soon. gosh. I soon. would love that. I would love yes. that. Soon. 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 And once we can have a, a live event again here in, in Philly, we'll certainly have you guys as our our one of our opening acts will have the music Aww. in the background. It'll be fantastic. And if Michael's not somewhere else in the world, we'll have you guys uh, do a jam do a duet. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. awesome. We look yeah. forward to it. Good times. Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. You know, actually, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Right now, we have the Brilliance Discover Your Brilliance Challenge happening. And you heard in the beginning where Joanne and Vincent were talking about, they felt compelled, they felt tugged, they felt called to do something else. And that's a huge component of the Discover Your Brilliance Challenge, those of you that might be going through that. So you can get information on that at, at Discover. Let me get my websites right. Resilient.net <laughs> slash discover. If you would like to embark on that fun journey with us this week, you can still get involved in that. And then for everything else that we have going on, you can see that all at brilliantlyresilient.net. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure that everybody goes and, and follows uh, Joanne and Vincent at their website and their social media channels. You will, you will smile every time you see a message for them. Until next time, you guys. We'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.